0: What is up? Welcome to week three of DCR Talk. This is Joey. This is Charles. I'm going to officially welcome you to January 5th, 2019. Yes, it is the new year and we're five days in. So hopefully your goals are staying on track. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. Um, Again, today's January 5th and today we'll talk to you uh, about a little different topics. First, you know, we got some ideas on, or I should say, an update on the new dodge platform so we talked to you guys about this one a few weeks ago so exciting exciting news or maybe disappointing news depending how you're looking at it ford's got a whole bunch of crazy stuff going on so we'll we'll maybe take a little deeper dive into that typical ford typical ford uh, i don't know about that and then uh, we're going to talk to you about the corvette today i think you already know we got one of those uh, but there's this insane one out in the wild and depending on who you talk to they might tell you it is a supercar and that is the zr1 so we put together some fun stuff on that, and some of the rumors, and I think we could say internet facts, not real life facts, internet facts, on the <laughs> mid, on the mid engine Corvette. Uh, so that being said, hey, let's kick it off. Let's get into tart. Uh, see, I did it again. You know, I did that last week. Apparently, yeah, you like tarts. <laughs> tart talk. You know, that's this whole thing we're going to talk to you about desserts. But that's uh, at least it's
1: better than tart. The, put the c where the, where the <laughs> at <laughs> for so car, all my juvenile listeners so
0: car talk today um hey the the dodge uh, platform update so the charger the challenger the 300 basically the
1: whole dodge fleet or right? anything that sells yeah so i i guess what happened was dodge actually listened to us. right they heard the podcast and said these guys are right we can't change the frame we have to stay what what we're doing, and
0: they're like you know that giant team down at the DCR headquarters. They gave us some really good advice, um, yeah. and you know we reacted appropriately. We
1: did say it was free this time, so I guess they utilized. <laughs> it.
0: It's still free because you're listening. So let us <laughs> tell you let's tell you what we got. So um, a few weeks ago, we told you about what's happening with the Dodge platform in terms of the Charger, Challenger, and 300. This is a platform obviously that we own, so we have some respect for it. Um, When I I say some respect, I'll probably tell you a lot of respect for for the platform and what they're doing with the platform. But the big rumor that was out there was that they're going to get rid of the current platform. And for those of you guys that don't know about the current platform, Dodge actually kind of didn't build this thing. So the way it worked was, you know, circa 04, 05, when they brought back the Chrysler 300 and the Dodge Charger, and it was all that craze. That was actually first built on a Mercedes E-Class platform. Now, here's what's more interesting about that platform is it wasn't built on a current generation platform. It was built at the time on a last generation platform now what that means is it was built on a chassis that really kind of existed 99 you can say it's old as shit old as shit yeah that's probably the best way to do it one of the articles that i read said uh happy 19th birthday <laughs> to the platform and that's really kind of what it is it's a 19 year old platform so um you know there was the the fca merger so you know the fiat group basically came in and and took over dodge and so the new big rumor became, hey, it's going to be built on an Alfa Romero Maserati platform. So Alfa Romero, uh, Maserati, uh, Chrysler, and Fiat, you know all those brands are all together now under one roof. And, and some of the Alfa Romero and Maserati cars, they share the same platform and they just look different. Alfa Romero, it sounds funny saying this, they're like the budget version of a Ma- of a Maserati and then you know Maserati you get uh, more leather and more problems when you upgrade to Maserati that's just kind of the way that thing goes down so what we said what we said and what we read and what we thought was um, hey they're gonna build it on the Maserati and I know I thought it was Quadruport and Charles you said it was Julia Julia I like Julia Julia depending on who you're talking to <laughs> yeah. um, I say Quadrafino what do you say Yes. Yeah, some people say quadrifolio. I don't know if that if you were on that side of the No, line.
1: I don't yeah, no. I used no, to no, have like that was like kind of weird.
0: Yeah, okay. Well then cool. We're at least we're on the we're aligned there. So so the rumor was and and this is what we thought as well, so we said it out loud, it was they were going to build it on one of those alpha platforms. Most recently or as of late, um the FCA group has come out and said we are definitely not going to do that. In fact, we'll tell you what we're going to do. And this is where it's either exciting or disappointing. So I guess it depends what side of the line are you on. They are going to update the current platform. With last generation's E-Class again, right? So (laughs) I don't think they reached out to Mercedes. By the way, Mercedes and Dodge used to be in bed together. That's how they ended up sharing that platform. No longer... Is that the case? But we got some other cool things out of it. I'm a huge Sprinter fan. Fan. You are. You love fan that boy. fan.
1: Band.
0: I don't know why. One day I will find a reason to buy, to buy this van. Um, Probably because you can stand up using the bathroom
1: in there and not hear your head.
0: Well, you know, some people turn them into like little RVs. Yeah. Or I don't, working command posts. Or working. I think that's why I like it. Like little mobile office. It's like be out in the field sending emails from my little Sprinter van.
1: Yeah. and You, you just got to make sure that the middle is an open area so you can congregate and have team meetings. Congregate and have team meetings. Congregate. That sounds even worse. Uh, side note, <laughs> what's your thoughts on the Sprinter van
0: but staying back on track? Uh, so this whole Dodge, this whole Dodge deba- debacle we'll call it. I, I don't even know what you want to call it. I don't think it's drama. So they came out and they said, hey, we're going to update the platform. Now, here's why it's exciting. It means that the Hellcat
1: could go on and live an extended life. Which hurts their attempt to be a better collector car than the RCF we talked about last week. We
0: did. Um yeah, I guess it does do that, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe we haven't said that part out loud. So um I think that's super exciting because we are nearing the end of, of
1: the life of V8. So, I mean we could just call it what it is. We are. I'm just I'm a little disappointed in the fact that they announced they are not bringing back the Viper anytime soon, which is fine. I get it. It's not a big deal right now. The Viper in this economy just doesn't make sense unless you're an enthusiast like me, which would buy any generation Viper and be madly in love with it. That being said, Dodge is the only one that truly has gripped on to do one thing well and nothing else, and they're the only ones that can't go around a track now. Um, With the Viper being gone, they have nothing for the track. That's fine. Uh, But even these new Mercedes, we have four of them um, to rent. They all handle great. And they're nothing special. Uh, They're not, you know, an all-wheel drive platform. They're not a super high-end platform. Um, They're your your realistic, you know, great commuting high-end luxury cars. And they can still have uh, some fun driving it. What I'm concerned with on, on the, the Hellcat mm-hmm. is just we're going to continue to get something that's outdated. And that's kind of disappointing because I was looking forward to the new frame because yeah. it had the potential to actually do more than go stoplight to stoplight. So Dodge, here's your the
0: current problems with the current platform. And hopefully this will all be addressed. And one, this is where I think everyone gives this car the most flack. And Charles already kind of said it is it it's a tank it doesn't go around a track it doesn't do anything with finesse at all It'll whip around that rear end with a lot of smoke but that's about as much as it can do around a track now I think even Charles will tell you this it handles better than you think it does but as soon as you compare it 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 loses and it does it in a in a terrible in a terrible way. So that's the first problem. Um the second problem is this thing is a tank. It is heavy. What is our hellcat weight? Do you know off the top of your head? Uh it's about 3 elephants. It's about 3 elephants worth. No, we're not talking about the elephant. Uh, that's a whole different oh, Dodge good motor. good play on words. Yeah, I like I know, it. right? Um but it's freaking heavy. I think Charles is going to pull up the weight. That's that's the the second problem. The third problem is yes, this was built on this 1990s E-Class and by the way, if you're wondering what Mercedes it was what was known as the bug-eye E-Class Mercedes the ones with the big circle lights when it came out It was like all the rage. I remember this car very vividly uh, Actually once upon a time my dad even owned one. So I, I remember this E-Class Mercedes Benz That was where it started its life. But here here's the problem with that car today is it's bigger than today's standards It's just not what a mid-class car is and then if you – and we'll use our charger as the example because the Challenger is even worse. It's got this huge engine bay. Even with our supercharged V8 under the hood, there's room. And if you look at modern-day engine bays, there's like no room, right? They're shrinking those engine bays so they can give it back to you, the customer, build some of that interior cabin space. And then our trunk. How many bodies does our trunk – you tested it, right?
1: It holds bodies. Um, I, I don't, well, moving – yeah, so alive. Uh-huh. Um you can fit what we go to 7? Yeah, it probably
0: holds like 7 dang people. I mean, it's it's unnecessary. So there's like all this dead space in the car where some of the weight problems come in and then it's just it makes the car feel big. And I'll I'll leave you with this on the platform. One of my good friends got to drive our Hellcat this last Sunday. And he loved it. And he's an import guy. He he's owns, a little car guy. He's a little, he's a, yeah, kind of. Yeah. He likes you know, the smaller cars. He likes the smaller cars. And it, he said that, but his car isn't like exactly small. He owns two Evos, right? He's like mystery Evo. I think one of them is 800 horsepower and the other one's stock. You know, because you got to have a stock Evo to daily drive, <laughs> yeah. and then eight hundred horsepower. With eight hundred horsepower, is always breaking down because that's what happens when you pull eight hundred horses out of a dang four
1: cylinder. That is true. Yeah. It's just
0: not reliable horsepower, right? It's not seven oh seven with a warranty. You just you don't you don't get it. But it, I mean, hell of fun car to, to drive when it's you know on the road. But that, you know those are the the problems with the car is you know and he said it himself. He was like, it just feels really big. Now you become numb to it when you drive it for a couple days. But when you first sit in that car, you're like, damn, this is a big car. And I drive a mid-sized car every single day. Um, I think you already know this. It's a BMW 5 Series, but it's very delicate. It's very refined, and it doesn't feel like a tank. And I'll tell you, interior-wise, it probably has more
1: space, but it's way smaller. Yeah, I noticed if I had my kids in the back seat, I wouldn't be able to reach them to smack them. Which is a, that's probably a downside to parents is yeah. if you get the charger, you can't reach your kids in the back seat So have something that you could throw at them. <laughs> something you can throw at And Charles pulled the weight. And so. I, I did. So I like to go off of the gross vehicle weight rating, but we'll go off of curb rating because curb rating doesn't, that's a manufacturer's attempt. Which is fit, or 4575. So 4,575 pounds. Uh-huh. Gross vehicle wa- weight rating is 5,500 pounds.
0: And- and so, Charles, for our listeners, what is the difference between those two numbers?
1: Curb weight is kind of like horsepower ratings from the manufacturer. This is what it should weigh. Okay. And then gross vehicle weighting is what the car is designed to carry at a safe, everyday, um, I guess, load. Okay. And being a car, I doubt you're putting a 1,000 pounds worth of stuff in it. Well, you got people, though. People weigh. But people aren't included in it. This is like luggage or accessories, stuff like that. Okay. Um, so let's just say there's a 1,000-pound difference on there. We'll see. Uh, maybe we should go weigh ours. I, realistically, I want to say forty seven, forty eight hundred 4,800 pounds. Forty seven,
0: forty eight hundred 4,800 pounds. Maybe we'll take ours to a scale. Ours has got a yeah. supercharger and some more suspension <laughs> components, so that will be interesting. So that's what we know on the Dodge Update Charger, Challenger, and 300 platform. Yes, there's a lot of cars that show that platform. <laughs> is It'll be an update right now. It's roughly 19 years old. Um, I, I hope they fix the trunk issue. I hope they make it more nimble. I hope somewhere in that update they shrink it. Um, you know, these cars, they start their life as a unibody. So for those of you guys that don't know what that is, it's kind of like the middle part of your car. And then everything attaches to the front and the back. That's just the way it works. So... We'll see what's coming. Um, All we know is the FCA CEO, Sergio. I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name because it's very Italian. And I'll just butcher it. But Sergio, you know, he shared with us this is uh, I'm going to take care of your rumors. They are rumors. They were dismantled. uh, Those popular rumors saying that it was going to be built on, you know, Julia's new platform, which is dubbed Giorgio. Um, It's just not happening. So that's that's what we know. I guess more to be determined. Hopefully, they start adding aluminum. That's what all the manufacturers are doing. Maybe the next Hellcat variant gets some carbon to it. You know, who knows what it is, but that's what we know on the Dodge update. So, you heard it here. We told you about it week one. Now, we got some more updates for you. So, let's switch gears and talk about Ford. Ford's got all kinds of stuff going on. And and for you listeners out there, Ford is a huge, I mean, excuse me, Charles is a huge Ford fan. Oh yeah, I got plenty to say about. So Ford's I'm new sure he's gonna love talking about this. So let's start with the most recent announcement, and that is uh, Ford is coming back to Detroit. Now Ford never left Detroit, but Ford wasn't building all their cars in Detroit. So here's what Ford just dropped. When did they drop this bomb? It was all over my social media. They dropped it yesterday, it looks like. So Ford cancels the 1.6 billion. Yes, billion with a B. 1.6 billion dollar Mexico plant and is going to add how many jobs are they adding to Michigan, Charles? Seven, seven hundred jobs. See, Charles is
1: already starting with this Ford Hating. No, no, no. I like it because if you read the second paragraph, and we'll never get put. So here's our disclaimer: we will never be political on our on our podcast. Uh, but in the second paragraph, which I'm sure won't be read, is uh-huh. why they're doing it, which I stand behind. But we'll move on from there. Um, no, I, I think it's great that they're they're moving, not moving, I guess. Say they're focusing on you know their actual backyard where they make the cars. But Joey, do, we're, am I correct in you saying that Ford is actually deciding to move away from cars? Well, we haven't got to that part yet, so we'll, we'll come back to that. <laughs> but let's talk about this
0: plant thing because I yeah. I do think it's pretty cool. I, I say hell yeah, America for this one. Um, it is huge, you know, anytime we get jobs, I um, mean, Charles already said it, we're not here to have a political debate. So I just think this is a really cool move for our economy. And I think it's an even cooler move for Michigan and Detroit, you know, Detroit is, uh, they're, they're it, struggling they're it's, and it's the automotive capital of the United mm. States. You know, it is what Silicon Valley, uh, you know, the Bay area is for tech. Um, you know, there's, there's all these, it's what Hollywood is. Uh, for the movie industry you know they they're like they go together like bread and butter Um, and you know I think Detroit is this really cool place Um, it's went through a lot of unfortunate changes and that's all because of the automotive industry if if we go back to the downturn of the economy and you know the way GM pulled out big and Ford pulled out big and uh, same goes for Dodge you know uh, America's car brands if you will um, have, have really made that place and they have really broken that place. So I think this is really cool. 700 jobs. Um, maybe at first glance, it doesn't sound like a lot, but that's a lot, you know, and that these employers, they become like Ford and Chevy and all these guys, or I should say GM, Dodge, you know, they become major contributors, not only to the areas like Detroit, but, um, to the state of Michigan. So this is a a huge, huge thing. You know, I know there's a president out there that said, hey, I'm going to bring more jobs to the U.S. I think this is a huge win. It doesn't mean I'm saying I'm a fan of this president, whoever he may be or she may be. Uh, But I will say I think this is a huge positive move and I think it's really exciting. And I think it's one more way for Ford to give Chevy the middle finger. So I say hell yeah to that. That's
1: what you think it is? Yeah, I do. So first I have to yell out America.
0: America, yeah,
1: (laughs) you do. (laughs) Uh, and, And the second is let's see what they do with the jobs. Um, we talked about it in the past. Ford is really, really good about being strategic with their money. Um, for all you Ford fans out there that hate Chevy, uh, I do know, and I acknowledge that yes, Chevy did get bailout one, two, you know, five, I don't know. Um, Ford has done very, very good with their money, with their stock and, and their future. And and they are good at navigating it. What this new job means, I don't know. I'm going to be optimistic and say it has nothing to do with the fact that it costs more money to operate in Mexico than it does to do what they can do in Detroit now with current events. But with that being said, um, I still – I mean there are rumors there that Ford says they don't want to build cars anymore. And so if they're not going to build cars anymore – Well, I don't think there are rumors anymore. Okay, fair enough. Ford said we're not building cars anymore. Um so i mean i i do know ford has a really good lockdown on their truck scene um suvs i mean me personally i think they look like poo but i know that to each their own they still do the job that other you know suvs do i'm just curious what what the plan is for the new jobs and what the main focus is going to be on it but it's exciting to see I do know Ford has some things they need to work out. Maybe the 700 people can be there to figure out how to fix all the transmission problems that Ford (laughs) has. I don't know. (laughs) Had to throw a little jab in there. But, uh, no, I'm I'm excited to see what Ford has up their sleeve because um, they do come out every once in a while with some pretty cool tech. So we'll see. You know, I
0: disagree with a lot of the things you said. Um, I think Ford makes a badass truck. The F one fifty is the number one selling truck for over twenty years.
1: I said so they did you, a good truck. No,
0: I, I know you said that, but um, you know, we just told we told everyone that we didn't like the Chevy fifteen hundred front end. I just saw one today. I don't. I still don't like it. And yeah. I think I, I like the new F one fifty. So, you know, I, I think that's good. I think the F two fifty is badass. Mm-hmm. Don't call it. A Ford twenty five hundred because you get corrected. <laughs> I learned that. So the Ford F two fifty, and then they've continued to make their big boys uh, trucks, you know three fifty and above. They have, um, yeah. Whereas Chevy has kind of been in and out, kind of like the way they were with Camaro. So you know, I think that's that. But then you also said you don't like their SUVs. I think the new Ford Explorer is freaking nice. But see, I have personal experience with it. But you have personal experience in a whole different capacity. From a consumer standpoint, it just looks good. You know, I remember talking to your dad of all people. He does he like was, the way it looks. Where he was like, it looks like a Range Rover almost. I was like, you know what? I think you're right, it does. It just has that look. I remember when the Ford Fusion first came out and everyone said it looks like an Austin Martin. I was like, yeah, it does. It has, they, they're just good at coming out with these very unique looks. Um, your mom just got the Ford, what Escape. is it called? Escape. 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 Now it's Italiano apparently. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, they they just make a good car. You already said it. You know, they have this Ford Sync system that they finally got right. Uh, they I think they've just done a, a bunch of good things. And I think where we can end this whole 700 jobs um, announcement, if you will, you know, they were going to spend $1.6 in Mexico. And then obviously, you know, it costs money to mm-hmm. bring cars here, all that good stuff. Uh, so they're going to reinvent the wheel or maybe go back to the wheel here in the United States, in Detroit in particular, which I think is super cool. Um, I can't seem to lock down the investment number here. I did find it though, somewhere around six to $700 million that they were gonna invest into that area. So that's a huge ec- ec- excuse me economic stimulus to that area. I think that's another big win. Um, moreover, we get those jobs, and then we get to see growth locally, and, and hopefully you know, we get to see Detroit maybe start to grow some new wings you know you can buy a house in detroit right now and this is like, i'm not making this up you can go to zillow or truly oh, or any probably of right five digits <clears throat> yeah you can see them it was funny me and my other half were looking at them one day just we we weren't planning on buying a house in detroit but somebody else was talking about it we we're like how much are they and we're like man look at this house for eighty nine hundred dollars i'm like oh that cheap that cheap like that's now that's in a very did uh, it sell four walls it had most of its walls and okay. it was tough but I mean, you could buy a nice house for like 60, 70 grand. Yeah, that's what I figured. And you can buy a really, uh, we'll say fixer upper in a fixer upper neighborhood. For 8900 Right? Like 8900 But there's even this whole like uh, revitalization happening in downtown Detroit. You know, you can watch documentaries on it. I think it's super cool. In my early 20s, I had this weird itch. And there's probably a couple friends I can squint back and remember. I'm like, man, I want to, you know, move to Detroit and buy a warehouse and like live in a warehouse and... You know, obviously I had to find a way to pay bills and Detroit didn't really have that at the time. And I, I can't lie and say I was sitting on all this money where I can go work and live out there and, you know, afford it still I would eventually went bankrupt. So those plans didn't work, but we started with Ford. Uh, so let's finish with Ford. Hey, you know, the big updates are bringing jobs back to America. I think that's super cool. And then Charles already kind of talked about it. Um, Ford's not making cars anymore. No. So, you know, really the way this thing's going down, is they are still going to make two cars. They're going to make Charles's... These are both of his personal favorites, actually. Uh, So they're going to make the Mustang. That's America's pony car. Never stopped making that bad boy since 1964. So that's pretty cool. Straight, not like the Camaro Charles where they stopped.
1: No, you're right. Uh, When you you don't make things better, you can just keep making it over and over again so you don't have to take a break. Uh,
0: Let's not kid ourselves. Camaro was not made because it sucked at
1: selling, right? That's really what the problem was. No. Well, during that time, Mustang just flat out outsold it. I mean, hands down, Mustang Always does.
0: Always outsells it.
1: But also when you look at a demographic, I I mean, I hate to tell you guys and I have some real good friends that are Ford uh, Mustang owners. I'll tell you, I, I'm a big fan of the new Mustang. I, I actually like it. Um, but it is a chick's car. Oh. And it's priced cheaper. It is. I Look, disagree. I, I bet you, pull up the demographic, if you could get your hands on sales, Mustangs are owned by more women than, than men.
0: I don't know that we can get that data, but we'll, we'll come back to it. And it's probably not going to be a simple Google search. But I am gonna search the interwebs on this because I yeah. I think you're super wrong.
1: No, I'm I'm so confident it's not even funny. But that's just you. You're just confident in the weirdest wrong facts. So. No, because <laughs> I've known I've known more women Mustang owners than men mustang owners. Like 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 swayed really, really hard, actually.
0: I'm trying to think who I known as okay. a woman. I'll tell you, what, outside of our Mustang. Okay.
1: And this area. In this area. Yeah. Like the Inland Empire. No, no. I mean, like, like ours right now, like if we walked outside to do a test and randomly looked for a Mustang. Outside, like in the parking lot? Lot, yeah.
0: Okay. It's owned by a girl. There's a Mustang in her parking lot today. Across the street. Across the street. Yeah. And it's owned by a girl. And,
1: and you it know is. this how? Uh, because she's in the same parking lot we do the checkouts. So I... <laughs> I see her all the time walking in <laughs> her car. That's- it's red.
0: Weird. Okay, so you know... I see a lot of people on the One back.
1: girl... I know
0: like four Uber drivers that, now. Oh, you know, one girl... <laughs> listen to what you're saying out loud. I know... This is what you're saying. I know one girl and she owns a Mustang, so more girls own a Mustang. No, I dogs.
1: know way more now. I'm saying if you, were to, if you were to go
0: right now and do a test, I can find you more. For I know a audience. guy that owns a 5.0. We're, we're a set of guys that you
1: could technically say own Who owns a, a five oh. You can't say that old black one because that, that's not so much a five o. anymore. It's still
0: a 5.0. Oh, my God. Okay? The thing is old. And then you know a guy that owns how many 5.0s? Two? No, he owns one. His wife owns the other. He, That's a bunch of BS. He owns both. Well, How, how so? Their husband and wife. Yeah. She drives it. I don't know. So so still, statistically speaking, right now we have four people. One of them is a woman. That means 25%. Okay, my cousin owned one. Okay. Your cousin owned one. She owned one. Like once upon a time, owned one. I mean, really? I, had a, just not I had a friend that owned one, and now he owns another red convertible. I mean, that, I mean, okay, like, counting so that, so, like, so yeah, so now we're now at like, like five to four. No, we we were at or four. four you just added three more, so at seven. we were you them. seven? Look, man. Our podcast listeners—they're keeping up, and what they know is that you're wrong. Hey, but you guys gonna, asked for these arguments. We're I'm gonna, telling you, we're going to come back to this. You Mustang is a chick car. Do you know why I know that? So Mustang—I don't care why you know. <laughs> so Mustangs—they're still going to make them, so that's good news for America's pony car. It outsells the Camaro. I mean, we can pull that up. I'm sure. You, I'm sure you can't battle that one, right? No, I think the Mustang is always going to outsell it. You get, you get a V8 for cheaper. You get everything for cheaper. It starts cheaper. Its variants are different. So anyways, so that's the Ford Mustang. They're still going to make it. And then they're going to make the Focus active. Now, that's not like the – it's Does it have a transmission?
1: Probably. I don't think you could have a car without a transmission unless it's electric. Okay. So then – so what they're saying is they're going to keep building a car that's got problems with the transmission. Um, I think they fixed it. I do – think they fixed it because oh, okay. it's like
0: the class action ends in like 2015 i think is like the cutoff. off or oh, gotcha. okay so i actually know two people that are involved in this class action lawsuit ford isn't a class mm-hmm. action for transmission
1: issues um again which no one wants to really gripe about because it's a ford oh we love our ford so we don't want to talk about it but everyone hates when chevy has a recall or when toyota's Prius Priuses all had to come back for the braking problems. God forbid, Ford has a <laughs> well, transmission that's faulty. Freeway driving 80 miles an hour with no brakes—that's scary. Or how about your transmission just stops working and your car can't move? That's not
0: scary. So Ford <laughs> is only going to make two cars now. Their SUV line remains intact, which is very successful. Except um, for the
1: Explorer I, I
0: struggle with that But still sells a bunch You know yeah. my mom owned one Once upon a time When they were cool When they were in Jurassic Park Yeah the, days, w- when they were I cool was, you know, I, they, really I young, don't
1: think man. they ever Changed their body style till recent right They did many times They looked um, the same <laughs> They sound <laughs> the same too It's weird
0: they, they do Ford has a very distinct sound Their power steering Always sounds the same Yeah Mustangs I could Like you can blindfold me And put me three miles away And I'll tell you When I hear a Mustang They're very distinct Yeah Um, But so they are going to make two cars the focus active we won't get into the focus active because it's not an interesting car Um, But you can google it focus active I think it looks like a ford c-max. We don't know what the ford c-max is, you know, that's the problem That's why they're getting rid of cars So they are gonna keep that they are gonna keep America's pony car, which is the you know, the Ford Mustang So I think that's super cool, but the truck line um, Which is their most profitable segment. It's pretty much all American brands most profitable segment. So here's what's crazy.
1: A manufacturer is going to only build I mean to the normal consumer, because the, the, the four the F four fifteen up isn't a normal consumer car. No. So <clears throat> three trucks. Three trucks. Two SUVs. Two
0: well no, they have three SUVs. What do they have? Oh, they they have, oh you're right. Yeah, they have the Ford Explorer, they
1: have the escape, escape. and the and the edge. The edge. So four That's what your mom got. An the, edge, not an escape. Okay, so so four SUVs three trucks three trucks and two cars and two cars so nine vehicles total
0: yeah that's probably like the size of the bmw fleet no yeah so bmw Dude, you
1: have like five suvs in bmw
0: yeah but well that but a lot of them are the same you're forgetting that so like the x1 and x2
1: are technically the same but the f250 and f350 are the same just an extra leaf spring i mean there's more than that no well, unless you get a dual Dually, rear wheel, right? but that's just another wheel at the end of it. Yeah, but then that rear axle changes. Oh, no. The axle is the same. The, 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 literally, the truck is the same. Interesting.
0: That's why you can get a, a single rear But rear-wheel. like BMW, um, you know, the only difference – and it was funny. I didn't know this till only a couple of years ago. The only difference between a 3-series and a 4-series, if you ever have an even number and an odd number. So 3-series, odd number, 4-series, even number – is the sloping roof, a.k.a. coupe as the car. Coupe, called. I like coupe. the coupe. Yeah, and
1: they even put the little line. So the 3 and a 4 Series are the same. They're the same car. But you told me the 4 Series is a completely different frame than the 3 Series, which made the M4 so unique.
0: No, 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 I didn't tell you that, somebody else did. The 3 Series and the 4 Series are the same chassis. So why is one faster than the other? The M3 and the M4? Yeah. Oh, it always comes down to aerodynamics and weight distribution remember the four because it is a little more slick it's gonna be a little bit more aerodynamic okay so let's count it out then for BMW. okay so three series well two series okay oh yeah two series would be a car okay. right? so two the three and four three which is one three and four so we're just gonna say odd numbers so two series is a, a series and then there's the three series five five series seven series
1: but the 6 is different.
0: The 6, no. It's not as much as you want to think it is. No.
1: Oh, my God. it The car doesn't... Just because it carries the same frame doesn't mean it's the same car. Okay. Because that's a completely... Because complete, remember, you can get a 2 and a 4 door now. and You can. You can get a coupe and a coupe. So we'll count it. So... Five.
0: Damn, and I us count now. Seven series and eight series. So you got seven cars. Okay, now the I eight. It's not the same as the eight series. <sighs> no, it's not, no. The I eight is like a carbon fiber car. That's what makes it. Yeah, a carbon so there's another Okay, eight.
1: Now we're we're one away from Ford, and we haven't even touched the SUV line yet. Okay. Are we really going to count all of them out? I was just proving a point.
0: Yeah. Okay. I mean,
1: we, I, I guess I just say it's not. Yeah. It might seem like a lot, but when you think of it, it actually isn't that many cars. Which props to Ford to be able to think that they can keep their shareholders happy with less amount of cars. It means they're doing something right, which means the consumer paying too much for those cars. Uh huh. Um, but that's a whole another topic conversation because I think all cars are overpriced. But Ford has. I mean, you can get down that same argument like
0: the Ford <coughs> Raptor is not really an F one fifty. The well, the they're bringing back the Ranger. They're bringing back the Bronco. The Ranger I'm excited about. I I owned a Ranger. Yeah, and, and they're my cool. Dad owned them. I actually, I, I loved my Ranger. They're cool. I, I really did. They are for what they are.
1: They're cool. One, and, I did say I loved my Ford Ranger. And there's a Bronco that's coming back.
0: That's cool. We haven't it seen. It is cool. So there's three more.
1: Right. I heard it and, comes with a black glove in every glove box. <laughs> I had to think about that. (laughs) I did. I I saw your face, and you really, for a second, were like, "What the hell are you talking about?" uh, What the f? It Um, doesn't. It never fits, though. So, (laughs) so,
0: (laughs) we're not going to go down that road, are we? Um, So. So there's three more that you're not even thinking of, and then who knows what the hell they're gonna well, do? Well, yeah, I mean they're not out yet, but they will be. Are they gonna come out with another SUV? <laughs> or you know, then are you know are we? Gonna and I guess see... that's
1: not Lincoln's line either.
0: No, no, I, you're right. We did forget about that Navigator, Aviator, MKZ, something AKZ, something well, else like so everything Z's. Do we know
1: is Lincoln gonna get rid of their cars? No, we haven't heard that yet. Actually. See, that I'm interested in because how, I mean, let's go. But besides
0: it like, the SUVs, what Lincoln cars do you think were sharing chassis? Because the Ford Taurus is gone again, right? So that came back. That which I'm again. disappointed in. Yeah, but it was kind of ugly. I, could, I think I could say that. But the they've always Ford. been ugly. But yeah, the new, so yeah, I, early 90s Robocop, that Ford Taurus was cool at the that time. That was the show. Yeah. That was cool, though. It, Everybody it, wanted that damn Ford Taurus. And then you still forgot bands. Does Ford still make bands?
1: Yes. Yeah. But but they're 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 the full size. They're not like the Aerostars. They're but, the Conaline vans. No, I know. But they also but make
0: commercial. But they but they make them right. No, BMW no, no, no. doesn't make those. So if they're going to go does? deeper into commercial, what else are we going to see on the commercial side of their fleet?
1: Maybe that's where the true money is. I don't know. Maybe well, the biggest money in
0: auto manufacturers look at it hands down. Uh, trucks and high end trucks. It's the biggest well, money.
1: Well, yeah, because you're spending eighty thousand dollars for a truck. When you're twenty grand away from a supercar, not only a truck, like how much damn interior space? I mean, all the big money. It's a lot, right? Like they're huge. I mean, look at the mega mega cab. Not not to jump off the Dodge Mega Cab, yeah. But yeah, that thing is literally massive inside, and they're they're already big inside, and now you add what I don't know four to six inches. I don't know exactly what it is.
0: Yeah, I think it's six.
1: Um, and you know, to think, you know, for all you men, yes, six inches is a lot. Um, think of your knee space between the front seat in car it's
0: huge even two three inches in the car world i tell myself six
1: inches is huge all the time it's massive
0: (laughs) so ford's gonna make this ford mustang again way off track they're gonna make the ford focus active i think you heard it right i mean there's all kinds of debates i think that could be had hey ford what are you gonna do um, but if for them, it, it makes dollars and then it makes sense. They've right? always like, been good at it. I'm not worried about
1: it. Yeah. Ford knows how to make a car. If, um, what do you call it? They know how to make a car. They know how to publicize it and sell a car for profit. Look
0: what they did with the Ford GT. I mean very little manufacturers <laughs> can do what they did with that car. Uh,
1: the kind of a one-off, a high-end car that you can actually sell and make your money back with R&D. Because a lot of people don't realize that for the first few years you're paying for R&D. Mm-hmm. And so that's why cars are so expensive when they first come out, is because they're trying to recoup all that R&D expense. Because for the first few years, they could sell as many cars as they want, they're not making profit yet on the total production of that car. Yeah, in the totality of the situation, there's money
0: to be lost there and that's why you'll also see shared platforms so much that's why you'll Mm -hmm. see shared
1: engines and transmissions and but if you were to share anything from the four gt to something else it just wouldn't make sense. the exclusivity is gone the car is worth nothing yeah and so that's why those
0: cars are a one-off so to do what they do with that car is very very special it is so special in fact it's you know it's what ferrari and lamborghini and those guys do Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um and that put that truly does put them in that supercar realm so i think that's a perfect time for us to switch gears and talk about America's supercar.
1: Yes, the greatest supercar on the planet No, that's made from America. <laughs> that's made from... Like, <laughs> bald eagles Mar- fly down. Now, see, this one is where... a <laughs> snap-on tools. I, you could bolt. be a businessman or a guy without a shirt wearing flip-flops holding a... What are, you, what are you fingering at? We were, we were like, is it the LT5? Oh, yeah. It says it right down there. You, you messed me up on my Merca line. It, Anyways, irrelevant. I'm going to hit you with, yes, it is a Chevy Corvette ZR1 powered by 755 horsepower, 715 foot pound of torque, LT5 engine that makes over 600 foot pounds of torque from 2200 RPMs to redline. Not 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 peaks and comes down to the red line. This car here is already as light as can be, and then when they went with the Z06, they made it even lighter for the ZR1, and now you put this engine that literally said, "Hey, who's a Hellcat again?" and put it in one of the lightest cars you can possibly buy, and then said, "Here you go." What I like about them, and not a knock on on Dodge because I want to stay here on Chevy. But they built the car around the engine instead of what Dodge did vice Versa. So when you look at the, the ZR1, that car looks like it was designed to handle that power. Yeah, it does.
0: And I, I think very little people are going to debate you on just the sheer impressive power and capability that is the Corvette Zero One. one I think Charles already Gloated about all its horsepower and its amazingness and its American bald eagles that assemble it. Bald eagles had a baby bald eagle in that car. (laughs) (laughs) So the ZR1, it's a badass car. It lapped, it broke records at Nuremberg. Uh Um, It shattered sales figures. Apparently, Charles, you haven't seen this car in person yet. I have not seen it in person, no. And I'm super sad because you imagined two. I've seen two. In real life. There is that special edition orange that was like sold out at pre-order so i've seen one of those um and then i was eating at this restaurant in glendale in december and there was a black one just parked right in front of the restaurant mm-hmm. like it was a like it was a no big deal yeah a last, year. Days last, last year ago last year <laughs> i was in glendale it was all black um you know some of the things i don't like so i'm going to take uh, an opposing view on sure. this one yeah is i think the rims are hideous on the zr1 i understand the true purpose behind the big wing that comes mm-hmm. with the track setup yep. I think it looks hideous. I think a big wing on a Corvette is just terrible. It's funny. I was at a car wash and there was a really nice. Um, it wasn't a Z06 or anything. It was just a standard Stingray, but it was on wheels and all this, and it had a terrible wing on it. But I like the car overall. I can appreciate the package. Yeah. And I was talking to the owner. He's like, "Yeah, my favorite thing is the wing," and I like didn't have the heart to tell him I hate it. Um, so I think you know. I think that's terrible. I can tell you some of the things that I hate about our Corvette that we own, the 19 Grand Sport. Is just the ride and the comfort
1: in the car. It's nothing compared to our Hellcat. No, not not at all. It the the adjustability isn't. So the Hellcat adjustability is comfort mm-hmm. to track mode. Yep. The the Corvette or the well all of the Corvettes mm-hmm. their their adjustability is track to balls of the wall. Hold on for dear life. Hold my beer kind of tr- suspension. So there is never a comfortable point on that car and i've even said it i don't enjoy driving the car for long distance but i do enjoy driving the car um as far as the wing goes that one there i mean i, I i'm okay to say it's gonna be 50 50 it's people's opinion yeah um but if my understanding is correct that is part of the track package it is yeah it is that you don't have to buy with it you don't no But you still get those ugly wheels though the very functional super light track wheels yes yeah you do yes. get those the which are, are kind of like you know it's funny the monkey rims for the hellcat
0: <clears throat> this is always the funny thing with these damn high-end expensive track cars how many people are buying a corvette zr1 And truly tracking it. And when I say tracking it, a true track car is trailered to the track. It's trailered onto the track. It's trailered out of the track. How many – I saw one in Glendale and I saw one on the damn five freeway. But but that's Those people are not tracking the ZR1. Well,
1: maybe he's going up the five to Willow Springs. So full of shit right now. But – It was going back towards LA first. (laughs) Well, he had to go get his helmet. So – But here, that's what makes this car so awesome is you don't have to trailer it to go compete with the Porsches and the other race cars at the track. If you're
0: buying a damn track package with uh, carbon ceramic brakes and a big old wing and some tires that are gonna give you like 1,000 miles on the road, why would you put that car on the road? How many Demons were bought to trailer to the drag strip and back home? I don't know. I think it's the same problem with the Demon is some of these you features... to drive to the track. You did, so it's not... No, because you I can't drive go... the damn demon with those little baby wheels on the street. Don't Why? tell me that. I used to drive my Camaro like that?
1: Well, that's because you're Charles. I don't know what to tell, I'm tell you. I'm sorry, but 212 miles per hour. That's all you need to know right now. We're done talking. No, <laughs> I, and I think we already agreed with that.
0: It is a... It, so you don't like those rims right there? I do not. We're looking at a picture of the rims, yeah. by the way. They're like the star uh, double-spoke star rims. It, they're ugly. Look at the rims on our Grand Sport. They're beautiful wheels. They I, are. I like them the, more than the, I like the Z06 wheels. Uh,
1: I, I mean, the Grand Sport wheels are are sexy. Yeah. And so you, you're
0: like, man, you guys made this sexy wheel. Even the Z06 wheels I prefer over this. I don't think the Z06 wheels are bad, but I'm not a huge fan of them. But this is just terrible. That's just terrible. They're just ugly. They're like this big, like they're real tiny. They're
1: anyways. So, did you see that though? Did I see what? Sorry to interrupt, but look at the size of the tires. What 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 do you recognize from those?
0: 285 uh 30R19s and 2 or excuse me, 335, 25R. Yeah, same size. That's always been Corvette size. No, but,
1: but hear me out. $120,000 Corvette that can do 200 You don't know to get a ZR1
0: for 120 grand, by the way. But, well, but that's, we'll what I, that,
1: that's what they say. Okay, we'll pretend. Um, has the exact same size tires as what's on our Grand Sport Michelin Pilot. With 300 uh-huh. less horsepower. Yeah, the great
0: tires. I mean, you know, Michelin is kind of like the my M four comp had Michelin. I mean,
1: Michelin is. No, yeah, I'm
0: just saying that's, they are the king of the tire road, the size. But they, they, Corvettes have always run obnoxious sizes like that. But that's
1: what I'm saying. That's crazy. Our Grand Sport has that much meat. It just it puts a perspective. If a ZR one can use those tires, yeah, they're way overkill on the Grand Sport. So, you know, that's that's kind of the ZR1 in a nutshell. It's a lot of power. It's
0: an amazing machine. It laps the Nuremberg like nobody's business. And in terms of price, you just can't compete with it. You no, can. you can't. No. Um, you know, some of the weird quirks as we get the track package, you weirdos, um, you got an obnoxious wing. I don't think the front bumper matches the rest of the car. It's just a little bit big and a little bit weird. You know, it's a little too angular for my style. Again, beauty is in the eye of the beholder but the rest of the car is beauty would i own one for that money i wouldn't buy it what I
1: would you worry. buy for that money to compete
0: so that money you're talking right there you're an audi r8 territory or yes. mercedes-benz gt yeah i would take right now current opinion i have driven neither one of those newer body style cars mm-hmm. i've been in the old r8 haven't driven it though. No. <laughs> so i will tell you uh just face value i
1: take the audi r8 Okay, fair. Sure. I mean, we're all out. I, I yeah. personally, I would rather have the Mercedes, right? You know, I'm. I, I, I so go. The AMG. performance is out the window, right? Cause it is because both of them are slower than the Corvette. Yeah, both of them are slower. Like, like not even compared. To and them, slower,
0: specked out. You're probably still going to spend another five ten grand on either one of those luxury brands.
1: Well, the the AMG uh, GTC, which is the one that I really like over at the dealership, mm-hmm. uh, it's specked perfectly, exactly what I would want. It is still about. 40 grand more than the zr1 well the zr1 though when you build them they're 150 160 oh yeah this one was 166 yeah so so it's like so so like
0: right around 10 grand but
1: the gtc is an upgraded version because you can get a normal amg gt for like 130 supposedly just like with the zr1 right yeah if you can find a base option zr1
0: they exist on paper we'll see in burbank in burbank (laughs) yeah in burbank that's what everybody's buying them for um, so that's you know that's kind of what we know about the Z R1, but let's talk about something that we don't really know much about. And we both are really excited for. And we are both really excited, and that's the mid engine rumors on the Corvette. The C eight eight eight. eight. The C <laughs> Did you see we got sound effects now. Guys, yeah. as this podcast matures, we're getting high tech now. Yeah. You should we do it again? The Corvette C eight? Eight eight. <laughs> so the CA um the the rumor mill has been on this thing for okay so there's been rumors of a mid engine in the 90s again in the 2000s Corvette almost scrapped the Corvette C7 actually according to most sources the they, was they did yeah and then they and then they decided to do it which go go GM because of this new current generation Corvette which is just badass um and then now We think for real we're getting a Corvette C8. By the way, 8 is the generation for you non-Corvette guys. So Mm -hmm. it means the 8th generation Corvette. It lasts longer than the Mustang. Um, So the Corvette C8, the big rumor is mid-engine. And it looks like it's all but confirmed, right?
1: Yeah. It's as confirmed as confirmed can be without actually doing a reveal somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, Joey showed me a BMW key online and i'll let him explain it um and this is why everyone's saying the c8 will have a mid-engine platform it's because of the key but i'll I'll let joey go into more details because he's the one that showed me that
0: yeah so this is i think this is really the true proof in that we are going to see a mid-engine car and who would have thought that we were going to see it come out of a key so here's what's interesting. So Charles calls it a BMW key because it basically looks just like my BMW 5 yeah. Series key. It looks shape, look, form. Button layout. It's weird. It looks just like it. Um, now, that's that. you're like, okay, well, how do you know from a key? Well, mid-engine cars or like Teslas, we talked about this thing on episode one with the front, the front trunk. Mid-engine cars have a trunk in the front because the motor is in the rear. And if you take a, a page out of Porsche's playbook with the car that Charles really loves, and that is the Porsche 718. I love the 718. Right? That one still has a trunk, even though it's mid-engine. So what they do is they kind of like build a compartment around the trunk. Mm-hmm. It's real interesting to do an oil change in that car. but So put your nitrous bottle. Yes, yeah, so put your nitrous bottle. That would be dumb. but um, That's not nice. You know, this corvette key of all things and we found it in a and we didn't right but the internet did found it in an fcc filing because these things you know they got to get cleared by the government um it has a front trunk button and a rear trunk button mm-hmm. now no car in history has a hood button on the damn controller right? there's a first for everything possibly
1: there is oh no there are there is no no there is but we'll get to that I, but there is a car that has
0: that So, if a car has a front trunk and a rear trunk, what does that mean? A ton of storage space. It means a lot of storage space for you Corvette fans. (laughs) But more importantly, it means mid-engine. Oh, that's where we were getting at. Yeah, I think Um, that's where we were going. I was thinking about how many bodies fit again. Undoubtedly, it means mid-engine. We've seen all kinds of spy photos. We already know that the current generation Corvette, it doesn't look like the... Or I should rephrase that. The eighth generation spy photos do not look like the current generation Corvette.
1: Mm, yes and no. There's still some similarities, but it does different. What I'm confused on though is the the key fob also has a convertible button. And that's what throws me off. It truly does. Cause is the is the trunk really a hatch button now? I don't know. It, it I mean I get it, it more than likely it, it it's it's probably a mid engine. But to fit a mid engine with a trunk and a convertible spot where the convertible can collapse into bravo and where does that all go
0: yeah so i mean there's a lot of things we don't know right that's why it's called the rumor mill Um, but here's here's a couple other interesting things is it was a cadillac key leaked with the same format so this could be the first time since like um hold on don't quote me here but like O five O six, we see a cadillac variant of the corvette again
1: Ooh, the old xlr yeah which
0: i loved but it was ugly it sold terribly too. it was ugly it, it was sold horrible. terribly so this could be the first time we see that that's super super weird that we would see Voltima at the same time but who knows it could be gm maybe planning for the future based on sales figures i have no idea yeah but if we go based on this key based on the images Um, Yeah, we're getting a mid-engine Corvette. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it looks like it. And and it's about time. It's about time. You know, some of my wish list on the mid-engine Corvette, Charles, I'll (laughs) let you tell us about yours. But my wish list is pretty simple. Uh, I would like to see force induction uh, stock. And I know GM is very big on its big V8s. But I wouldn't be mad at a twin-turbo V6 like we've seen in the Cadillac platforms. Or they're bringing back a lot of those twin-turbo V8s back to the Cadillacs
1: now. I, wouldn't, I would definitely not be mad at that. Yeah, so the, the last – and I don't, I don't want to take too much time. But with the last C- – before the C7 came out, they were talking about it. The rumor was a 5.5 turbo engine. Yeah. Um, and there's uh, – on the forums, there, there's a lot of proof that the engine does exist. Um, but it 's very heavily safeguarded it wouldn 't surprise me if this car had a five point five twin turbo engine um, as its stock engine. Um, it just makes sense, uh, especially with the economy. Now it could even be smaller I mean even a four point five it could be twin turbo.
0: Ford is not afraid right they they are making this eco boost a thing. <clears throat> and we could see chevy follow suit when we saw chevy finally put a four-cylinder in
1: its freaking camaro but you have to keep in mind the two thing differences it, it's not so much between ford and Chevy chevy's forced induction as much as ford uses an overhead cam design yeah and chevy will always have a push rod engine further never view. say
0: you know it's like never saying never right never say never i don't know yet we'll see i would love to see that stock so that's wish number one my wish number two and and that's probably the only two things i got for the corvette you know i'll deal with the other problems that i don't like but my second wish is a dual
1: clutch transmission i think they need to get away from the stang torque converter setup they're gonna have to Yeah. if it's a mid-engine i don't um i'm trying to think i I, i'm almost positive there's a standard gearbox transmission excuse me for a mid-engine car somewhere out there but I'm almost positive that for this particular car and the room it has, if it's going to be a min engine and anything over a 5-liter engine, you're going to have to have a dual clutch. You can't have an actual gearbox and an actual torque converter in there. And there's no reason to put a clutch with a drive linkage system through a torque tube again all the way to the back. It just makes no sense. Yeah, so
0: we'll see. So that's what we have for the Corvette mid-engine rumors. A key looks to be the missing piece. That's kind of funny the way that one worked. Right, the key came before the car. The key came before the car. There's plenty of spy shots. Google this thing if you haven't seen it yet. Um, We'll we'll hold our breath. GM, if you come out with the mid-engine Corvette finally... Hell yeah, and more bald eagles for you,
1: and you know what I like? I will finally put the rest of argument on what do you compare the Mustang to mm-hmm. because at that point it's clear as day the Corvette is no longer the Mustang competitor it is it's always been i you know I know I agree with you, but we have some Ford fans that like to argue that the Ford is the Mustang's as good as a Corvette, and i I just don't I don't get it I don't fathom
0: it We'll come back to that, so let's switch gears. Toro talk, you know we're going to keep it real light today on the Toro spectrum. You already know that we're in the Toro game. I think we've kind of told you the way this works. Always, you know, there's probably a couple reminders we'll put out to you today. We'll make it simple. One, if you need a rental car, check Toro out. Or if you want a rent, a C8 one day, that might be the place. Yeah. So, from us. From us. <laughs> we will probably definitely have them, probably not when it comes out there, but we'll see. Um, you know, if you want to see our Toro fleet, dcrcars.com it's that simple so, so if you go to dcrcars.com it'll forward you right to our toro landing page you can see all 18 of our wonderful cars including the current generation 2019 stingray corvette since we had so much well you know we got a ford mustang there we so, yeah we got that on there um and we talked <coughs> about yeah, yeah we got like all three manufacturers today so and we have yeah. all three germans And we got all the German ones. So we do not discriminate. We love all cars equally. Probably more me than Charles. But hey, that's our plug on Toro today. Let's switch gears one more time and talk to you about some current events. So one of the things that we have... Up are you, and coming, are, are you, you about to do like drum roll? Don't drop the mic if you do a drum roll.
1: Well, but dropping the mic is always
0: good. No, no. And, and I'll be delicate, buddy. You ready, okay? Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> so, we have like a stationary mic here, so I was afraid Charles is gonna bang the desk. And I'm drop just the gonna mic. throw stuff off the table. Um, Battle of the Cars. Well, I don't know that we've given this a name yet. Head to Head is another popular no, we can't name. Use on that, I know it's, it's on the internet, it's probably not trademark, but. Um, so we're going to do our first challenge and it's going to be way different. (laughs) Not what you expect us to do, Yeah, we're not putting the Hellcat against the Corvette, even though we might have to do that now. That would be fun. In different ways. Um, but we're going to put the Camry against, uh, the Honda Accord. So the Toyota Camry versus Honda Accord. Yeah. Uh, So we're working on sourcing the Camry. We have now sourced the Accord. Um, and we're going to tell you our true thoughts. You know, the reason why we're starting with these cars is... These are two of the most popular cars in the United States. I, I have actually owned an Accord,
1: and I loved it. Yeah, and I don't think anybody will tell you that they're bad cars. No, even 30-year-old cars, they're, they're still They're still they, going. They're so but so does the Camry. So that's what's going to make this so good. It is. Is that both of these cars are like some of the longest-lasting, most beloved
0: realistic reliable cars out there and they're both on new platforms so more interesting stuff to to come on yeah. those two i'm excited I, I in my head i'm not going to say it out loud but i already have my winner so i'll have to keep the bias Dude, out. You, you
1: haven't even you, i know okay. uh,
0: just saying did you even drive the accord yeah i've driven the accord many times who's accord doesn't matter okay uh well, maybe the one that i owned no you owned a civic no i owned an accord when before your time Oh, that little like white the, one, the
1: Eccentrics one or whatever. Yeah, okay,
0: that is oh, so much different. Go. So I already have a winner. Yeah, Joe my used to
1: be one of those
0: little here rice we go rocket people. Charles, you know, it was a long time ago. <laughs> I'm not ashamed of it though. So no, it made you who you are. Um, now you
1: appreciate the true now value of V8.
0: So how's your new year going? For those of you guys that started that New Year, New Year with a diet, are you still dieting or five days in? How's the gym up? life? This is the first weekend of the year, so this is like where everybody starts to crack. And then last on current events,
1: Bird Box. Haven't seen it. Don't really have a desire to. Neither I, do I. I. I haven't seen it. I mean, I I get it. You know, was it Julie Roberts in it? So No. Uh, Sandra Bullock. They're the same. That's the same thing. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I'm sure it'll probably be nominated for an award or something like that. I, I, I thought they were the same woman for the longest time, but I guess they're not. Um, I, they're, which was super confusing because in Ocean's 8, I was like, why is... Why is George Clooney's wife can, calling herself a sister? I was super confused. It was a little weird, but it's like white trash stuff. I posted a uh, I, <laughs> Wow! <laughs> I threw you off topic. I posted a meme on
0: my Instagram and it was like, Don't travel with note to self, don't travel at Sandra yeah, Bullock. Yeah, because she's driving the bus the bus and speed, in speed the yeah. movie for you young kids out there. It was a big movie when we with were. With Keanu your Reeves, age. the guy from The Matrix. Yeah, the guy from The Matrix, <laughs> there you go. Which which is, apparently he's a great guy. Um, so then, so then there's that, and then there's that movie where she's in space, right? I so didn't see it either. That's a really good movie. She doesn't she get like pushed off into space? I'm not going to share it with those that haven't seen. But it's flies really good. Away. And then now there's Bird Box. So like apparently if you travel with Sandra Bullock, like there's going to be hell to pay. Uh, so that's what we got. I say hashtag boycott Bird Box. I haven't seen it yet. My other half did. She said it was whatever. But you, unless you're living under a rock, you
1: cannot miss this thing. Well, the memes are all over social media. I have no interest in seeing it. I don't get it. I she's blindfolded, and some kids are dragging her around. I don't.
0: Yeah, I don't who? Understand. Who? Apparently, you have to be blindfolded because you can't see the person because it consumes you. So that's Bird Box in a nutshell. You heard it here first. There's a review. Um, I haven't seen it. Charles, you haven't seen it. No. So let's switch gears and close this bad boy up. What are your plans for 2019? Tell us, what do you think about today's topics? I think we got into a little bit of a debate today. So hopefully you enjoyed that. Um, And then, hey, you know, you can contact us. Give us your info. We've had some really good feedback so far. So hopefully you're enjoying it as much as we enjoy putting it together. You can shoot us an email, podcast at dcrcars.com, Instagram at dcr underscore cars or our website at www.dcrcars.com.
1: And, and share our podcast to your friends. Tell them, "Hey, I got these two, you know, guys that I listen to. They're way off there in left field, but they're super cool to listen to." And share the love. We appreciate it, you'll appreciate it, they'll appreciate it. You know, we'll appreciate it together.
0: All right, guys, it's been a blast. Happy January 5th.